the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You know, Jesus was asked many questions. One of the questions he was asked is why he spoke in parables. And Jesus replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. And if you want to understand and know the secrets in God's kingdom, you need to know the king. You need to know God. You need to seek God. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and he's taking us through a study in the book of Daniel, a difficult book at times to understand, but one of the points, which is fairly clear, is that the best leaders seek input from those they lead. Pastor Layton will talk more about that in just a moment. If you'd like more information about this ministry, you can find us on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. So the king called in the wise men, commanded them to explain the meaning. He offered them royal honors and gifts. They would wear a royal robe and a golden chain, both indicated authority. And they would become third ruler under Nabonidus and Belshazzar. But you know, history has a a, a tendency to repeat itself. And this is the third time that the wise men of Babylon failed to be able to interpret the message, this time written on a wall. If they could have read the message, then they didn't know how to decipher its meaning because the words that were chosen in the message had multiple meanings. Mene could mean mina, which was a measure of money, or it could mean the word numbered. Tekel could mean a shekel, which was another measure of money, or it could mean weighed. And peres could mean half shekel, half mina. It could also mean divided, and it could also refer to Persia. So the message was intentionally encoded by God so that only God's chosen could understand You know, Jesus was asked many questions. One of the questions he was asked is why he spoke in parables. And Jesus replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. Sometimes God intentionally encodes messages so that only God's chosen can understand the message. And if you want to understand and know the secrets in God's kingdom, you need to know the king. You need to know God. Well, the inability of these wise men made the king even more desperate. You know, there comes a point at which it doesn't matter what degree of political authority, wealth, power, wisdom, intelligence you have or you have access to, the problem is too big to solve. Verse 10, the queen, because of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banqueting hall and the queen declared, O king, live forever. Let not your thoughts alarm you or your color change. There's a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. Plural, lowercase g. In the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, made him chief of the magicians, the magi, enchanters, Chaldeans, and astrologers. 
Because an excellent spirit, knowledge, and understanding to interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve problems were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. So the queen here, this person wasn't in the banquet, but it's probably a reference not so much to the queen as to the queen mother, because the queen mother occupied a great position of influence in the Babylonian uh, empire. And so mom came in to encourage your son, and she probably assumed that if the gods of Babylon were making the effort to communicate something, it's got to be good. You know how moms are. And so she made the suggestion to summon Daniel. Now, it's indicated here that the king did not know Daniel. Now, there's a possible explanation in that if you think that uh, Daniel might have been, say, 16 years old when he was taken into the captivity of Babylon in 605 B.C., and that Babylon fell to the Medes and Persians in 539, then he was about 82 years old when Belshazzar summoned him to this banquet hall. 82 years old. So it's possible he might have retired from service quite some time earlier. And to the king's shame, the king only knew Daniel by reputation and by name. He he didn't know him personally, even though it is apparent that Daniel actually lived in the city. The king didn't take the time to meet one of the greatest men in history, get acquainted with him, ask him questions about the wisdom and knowledge that Daniel had, wisdom and knowledge that can only come from God. You know, sometimes young leaders are so concerned about themselves that they forget to take the time to learn from the aged who carry the accumulated wisdom of many years. So the queen's mother, description of Daniel included the words light and understanding and wisdom. The Aramaic words are very similar in meaning. The first contains the idea of light in its figurative sense. The second uh, gives the idea of intelligence that avoids miscalculations and errors. The third gives the notion of discernment or good judgment. The Queen Mother's description of Daniel shows what God can do through godly people. That Daniel brought light and understanding and wisdom in every situation. He was able to explain mysteries, solve riddles, literally to untie knots, and unravel hard problems. His interpretations were always correct, and his prophecies always fulfilled. Verse 13, Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king answered and said to Daniel, You are that Daniel, one of the exiles of Judah, whom the king my father brought from Judah? I have heard of you that the spirit of the gods is in you, and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. Now the wise men, the enchanters, have been brought in before me to read this writing and make known to me its interpretation, but they could not show the interpretation of the matter. But I have heard that you can give interpretations and solve problems. Now if you can read the writing and make known to me its interpretation, you shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around your neck, and you shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let your gifts be for yourself and give your rewards to another. Nevertheless... I will read the writing to the king and make known to him the interpretation. So it was a scene that was very familiar to Daniel. There was a dramatic revelation from God. In the case of Nebuchadnezzar, it was a dream. In the case of uh, this situation, it was writing on the wall that the, uh, the king recognized that it was a significant message. But when he called his wise men, they couldn't give him the interpretation. And so Daniel was called in to give the 
give the uh, interpretation. Daniel wasn't swayed by the king's flattering speech. He didn't have any use for the money that was offered to him. You know, one of the things that identifies a true man of God is that they are not greedy for money, that they are not for sale. That was true of Daniel, true of Moses, true of Samuel, true of Paul. Now, it is quite possible that when Daniel walked into the banquet hall, he looked up and saw the message, knew immediately what it meant, knew that whatever the king offered wasn't only going to last for a few hours anyway. But before Daniel gives the king the answer to his question, interpreting the handwriting on the wall, he preaches the king a sermon. And I suspect that the sermon is recorded here more for our benefit than it was for the king, because obviously the king didn't pay any attention and repent when he had the opportunity. Now, Daniel is an old man coming into the presence of a young king. Let's listen to what he says. O king... The Most High God gave Nebuchadnezzar, your father, kingship and greatness and glory and majesty. And because of the greatness that he gave him, all peoples, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him. Whom he would, he killed, and whom he would, he kept alive. Whom he would, he raised up, and whom he would, he humbled. But when his heart was lifted up, and his spirit was hardened so that he dealt proudly, he was brought down from his kingly throne, and his glory was taken from him. He was driven from among the children of mankind, and his mind was made like that of a beast. And his dwelling was with the wild donkeys. He was fed grass like an ox, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven. Until he knew that the Most High God rules the kingdom of mankind and sets over it whom he will. And you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, though you knew all this. But you have lifted up yourself against the Lord of heaven. And the vessels of his house you have brought in before you, and you and your lords, your wives and your concubines, have drunk wine from them. And you praise the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which do not see or hear or know. But the God in whose hand is your breath, and whose are all your ways, you have not honored. Then from his presence the hand was sent. And this writing was inscribed. And this is the writing that was inscribed. Many, many, Tekel and Parson. This is the interpretation of the matter. Many. God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. Tekel. You've been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Paris. Your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Daniel was respectful, but he wasn't afraid to tell the king the truth. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego always had exercised humility, tact, and respect when dealing with the authorities. And because of this, God blessed them. Philosopher George Santaya wrote, Those who do not remember the past are condemned to relive it. Those who do not remember the past are condemned to relive it. Nebuchadnezzar had learned that the Most High ruled the kingdom of men. But his grandson did not remember the past. 
You know, this principle that the Most High God rules in the kingdom of men is of such importance that it was repeated not once, not twice, but three times in the previous chapter. And now, at an event more than a decade removed, it is repeated yet again. Pastor Leighton Sheely, our teacher, is coming down to the end of the fifth message in what will be an eight-part series on the book of Daniel. He calls it the two kingdoms, the kingdom we see all around us, and then that kingdom, that spiritual kingdom that we don't see but represents true reality. I'm Mike Trout. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday. If you'll come back tomorrow, we'll wrap up this message. We'll be here at this same time. We're a nonprofit outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. You can find out more about us on the website highlands.us. You can also indicate to us that you listen to the broadcast. Just click on the contact link to do that. And if you'd like to join us financially, you can give safely. Again, on the website highlands.us. Have a great rest of your day. And come back at this same time tomorrow when we'll once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse.